We back at it. Before we get to this week's episode, we're in another week of quarantine. Man, it's been, I don't even know how many days. I know it's been way over 40-something days. I grew out my beard. I never had this big of a beard. So I'm part of the Bear Gang. Shouts, shouts to the Bear Gang worldwide. Internets, if you're a part of the uh, Bear Gang, at me, at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, and let me know, okay? I'm part of the Bear Gang now. I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'm part of the, uh, the Bear Gang. On a more serious note, and I've been doing this every week, you know, uh, obviously there's people dying, there's people lost loved ones, friends, neighbors. I want to continue to send my prayers and my blessings to people around the world, those who are listening, and, and, and just send the prayers up you know, to anybody who has been affected by this. More importantly, even my fellow entrepreneurs, my fellow people who uh, uh, are creatives and, and, and just re- anybody who's just working, who's out of a job. I mean, I, I've seen there's like 24 million people uh, file for unemployment. I mean, it's insane. It's scary. Even somebody like me who has projects in multiple different places, I wonder. I say to myself, uh, you know, we have to transition. We have to figure out and things may not be you know, as easy as you thought it was or, or, you know, and, and I guess that's part of the challenge. And, you know, I know I hear this a lot and I'm, I'm glad to be surrounded with people who uh, convince me of that, that, you know, you need to evolve. And I'm telling you, you know, you need to continue to evolve and figure out ways. The only problem is, is there's a lot of uncertainty. We don't know what's next. You know, we don't know what's coming up. We don't know, you know, the, the, the future of what's going on. So, but, you know, Let's stay focused. I know a lot of people, you know, I wrote to people, I'm, you know, this is a depressing time. A lot of people are discouraged and, you know, losing their job. And some people don't, you know, can't pay their bills and, you know, things are financially tough. And and I wrote on my, you know, Twitter and my Instagram, you know, if you're going through something, feel free to reach out to me. And and, and, and I stick with that. So, you know, you want to email me, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. Again, that's thepremiumpeatshow.com at gmail.com. You're going through anything, you know, feel free, hit me up or just DM me on Instagram or Twitter at premium Pete. You know, I had a couple of people hit me up already and I just want to let you know, whoever's listening, stay focused. We'll get through this. Breathe, take a walk. Just try to stay sane, you know, try to think of things that you could evolve or do um, and just stay sane. So peace and blessings to you and your family, you know, and I always say this and I see people continue doing it, man. Each week, and this has been for years, when I say open up your Twitter app, at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, and check the fuck in. Okay, when we get people worldwide checking in, shouts to everybody in the States, outside, you know, international, you know, again, just shouts to you guys. Let me know how what's going on. Let me know how quarantine life has been. So at me, shoot me a message, and, uh, you know, let's continue to communicate. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the Premium Pete Show. I already told you. It's on Spotify, it's on SoundCloud, it's on iTunes, it's on Stitcher, it's on Google Play, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then I want you to subscribe to YouTube because YouTube is getting cranking. We got a lot of full episodes up there. We only been up on YouTube like maybe like a year and change or something like that. Um, I haven't always been put into YouTube and we just started doing that. And th- the channel is, is special, man. There's a lot of great episodes up there. Again, if you're a first time listener, welcome. If you've been rocking with me since day one, Premium Pete Show Day is a Combat Jack Show. Rest in peace. Um, you know, thank you. I appreciate you. You never know who's going to be on the Premium Pete Show. We have everybody from all walks of life, you know, whether it be an actor, an entrepreneur, an artist, you know, a great story. We're going to tell it. We're going to make sure, but it's a, it's a high level that we're going to tell this story. 
And I appreciate everybody who sends the love and blessings. And, I, you know, during this time, I'm glad. Some of these episodes, let me just let you know this, I had in the can. Thank God, because, you know, you got to learn how to get to these new uh, uh, over-the-phone or Zoom type of podcasts if we keep on staying in longer. But I'm proud that I still have a bunch of episodes in the can. And this one we taped a couple of months ago. So, you know, I always like to say that, you know, if anything we say that's outdated, we taped it a couple of months ago, but it's from a long time combat Jack show guest friend, um, part of the cannabis community and OG in it. Danny Danko, senior cultivation editor of high times. I mean, this dude has had his hand in many things and really just talks about the importance of cannabis and, and, and how important the medicine is, you know, some of the biggest stars that smoke and, and, you know, just breaks down. Listen, if you're, if it couldn't be a better time because the week of 420, couldn't be a better time to get this Danny Denko episode out. So, look, I want to just continue to send, you know, my prayers and blessings to everybody during this time. Stay safe, stay focused, stay sane. Take a walk, like I said, clear your mind. Um, continue to dig in the catalog, you know, subscribe, rate, tell a friend to tell a friend. And, um... Listen, yeah, I'm drinking Malbec. Yeah, I'm drinking sangria. You know, I'm always drinking the wine. Let me know what you're drinking. Like I said, at me, uh, Premium Pete, Premium Pete Show on Twitter and Instagram, or shoot me an email. Internets, I don't got to say no more, okay? It's the week of 420. I think it's a really important episode to learn. Now, if, if you smoke weed, if you into the marijuana world, it's more than just smoking weed. It's really a breakdown of somebody who works at one of the most powerful uh, platforms with high times and really is an OG in the game that breaks down uh, uh, cannabis in a special way. I really enjoyed this episode. Internets, I present to you the Danny Danko High Times episode of the Premium Pete Show. Let's get to it. Cheer! Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the other smooth voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go. Internets, let's turn up one time. Premium Pete. Come on, everybody get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show. Internets, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Sitting down here with a, let me tell you something, before I even get into it, a longtime uh, uh, alumni guest of the Combat Jack Show. When I think of this, man, I say to myself, fuck, about 2010, <laughs> this guy came in to PNC Radio, that's where we taped the Combat Jack Show. Uh, it was in Brooklyn. You know, we were just, man, we we were just doing. We don't know what we were fully doing, but it was something special. Sean Price, rest in peace, was there. And this guy, Danny Danko from High Times, senior cultivation editor, we'll get to that in a second, <laughs> came through with all the goodies. I'll never forget, like, he had all different strains of weed and all different pens and edibles and gummies and, and everything. And, I, and, and, and one of the most amazing nights, and I'll get into it. But listen, Danny, welcome to the Premium Pete Show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yo, you know what's crazy? Uh, uh, when I think back in that night, and I'll tell the picture story in a second, but for people listening who don't know, uh, High Times, uh, listen, uh, magazine, uh, cannabis uh, uh, platform for how many years now? Um, the magazine is going on 45 years right now. Uh, I've been there 17 years. 
um, as of April, I, I guess, or May. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I also want to say just re- uh, right for the record, rest in peace to Combat Jack and to Sean Price, um, who I, I had the pleasure and the honor of being a guest on that show. Uh, I didn't realize at the time, uh, you know, obviously that uh, that it would be so meaningful to me personally and just to the world in general and, and that we would lose both of them uh, in between now and then. And uh, so it was an honor and a pleasure to be on that show. And, and uh, we did get really high and we had a great time. And uh, if anybody wants to go back and listen to it, I'm sure they could find it. But uh, it was it was a great time. It was fun. And uh, I was a fan of the show before I got to be on it. Um, so it was a pleasure at the time. And now looking back, um, you know, it's an honor and, uh, you know, a bittersweet kind of uh, thing as well. Absolutely. Rest in peace to our brother, Combat Jack. You know, when we really think about like, it's funny because I remember when he, he had you coming on and Combat always had like all different people that he was <laughs> affiliated with. People that played tennis, people that played lacrosse, people. And, and, and that night was crazy for, and I'll tell the internets. So we did that episode with Sean Price. Uh, Sean Price was like a guest or a guest co-host at the time. I'm not, I, I'm not sure. We had him on so many times. And it, it, people were smoking, everybody was smoking, and everybody was high. Okay. Oh, yeah. And when we went to go take our group picture, okay, <laughs> now in podcast, and anybody knows you take a picture yep. at the end post, to like, promote, you know, yeah, you to know. promote. Yeah. So we, Sean Price is in there with a bubble vest. Everyone's there. We're all get together <laughs> and we're posing for this picture like crazy. Right? I mean, like all mean mugged, everything. Yeah. After about three or four minutes of posing and posing, yeah. come on, come on, you ready? You ready? Ready? <laughs> we realized stances. nobody. <laughs> Who the fuck is taking the picture? People were so high. I'll never forget. <laughs> Combat was so... He found that so fucking funny. He was on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Screaming, like yelling and, and laughing. It's yeah. just... Because just, we posed for a picture, but there was no one to take the picture. Uh, yeah, and we were there for five minutes. <laughs> like when you wait for an elevator yeah. uh, and you haven't pressed the button. Yeah, and you realize, oh shit. <laughs> oh, I'm smacked. Yeah. So listen, you know, senior cultivation editor of High Times, right? Now, I told you off air, I got to ask that in the premium Pete way. Yeah. What the fuck? fuck does that mean? <laughs> uh, well, it means that I write uh, about uh, growing cannabis in the magazine. So there's different types of articles in there. There's stuff about politics. There's stuff about the culture. Um, and then there's the cultivation section, which is, you know, typically two feature articles. And uh, I got a column in the back, uh, grow questions and answers and that kind of thing. But I write about strains. I write about uh, grows that I visit. Um, garden profiles. I write about different breeders that uh, create different uh, strains of cannabis as well. Um, I, I do uh, seminars and panels at our events like Cannabis Cups uh, that we do all over the world. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of like uh, an ambassador for like the, the grow your own movement because I really do think, uh, you know, people should either grow their own or have it grown for them by like a, you know, small kind of mom and pop Sure. Know, type of situation, co-ops and things like that. I mean, you, you get a better product when it's uh, not mass produced. Mm, mm. You know, uh, we think about where we are with weed in this day and age. What's even the correct, what is High Times using? Marijuana, weed, Chiba, fucking. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh, a good question. Get? You know, as a writer, um, I like to use a lot of different words for uh, cannabis. I prefer the word cannabis because it's, you know, technically that's what it is. Um, there's all kinds of reasons why um, certain of the other words are a little problematic. Marijuana, you know, 
um, weed, dope, you know, the, every, every one of them has certain connotations. But at the same time, you know, uh, as a writer, I can't just use the word cannabis over and over and over, you know, otherwise it just, you know, litters your writing. Um, so I do, you know, I do like the fact that, you know, we can use other words for it as well. Sure. It's more recognizable to most people as marijuana. Um, people know the colloquialisms, weed and all the old, old school ones too, sure. reefer and chiba and ganja. And I mean, there's hundreds. So, uh, I'm not strict about like only using the word cannabis, but, uh, if I'm only going to talk, if I'm only have a couple of minutes to talk about it or whatever, I'm going to use cannabis first and then all those other words, um, you know, just to, to mix it up a little bit. How long have you been uh, smoking weed? <laughs> wow. Uh, geez. Um, over, well over 30 years. I mean, I'm 46 and I started when I was pretty young, 12, 13 years okay. old. So you're smoking. Uh, and it was always for me. Like I just took to it very quickly. Um, Walk us through the first time you ever smoked. <laughs> uh, the first time was I smoked out of a snowbank. Uh, what the fuck is yeah, that? Yeah, a friend of mine made just basically poked a stick into a snowbank and made like a pipe out of the snowbank and put some, some weed in it and I smoked. Didn't really get super high that time, um, which is pretty typical of the first time people smoke. And then the, the next time was the time when a friend of mine, uh, his older brother rolled a joint for me, a joint for himself, and a joint for his little brother and we each smoked a joint and that time I was very high. Do you feel like it was different back then? Like meaning like you had the munchies like you know like or laugh like I remember the first time I I got high and I was 13 years old and um, it, it was a I'll never forget this my sister's friend she had blonde hair. I mean, this thing was everywhere. She used tons of hairspray. I'll never forget. It was like a, <laughs> uh, it was like a bufana, and uh, she had a Mitsubishi Eclipse two door, a white white uh, Mitsubishi Eclipse. <laughs> and when she went inside uh, to this store, we took a ride. Me and my friend were in the back. I don't know why we. She left open her like middle uh, console, and and we looked in there, and we seen there was like fifteen joints, like you know. <laughs> so we took two of them. And and I'll never forget. And she drove us back to the house, and and then we went our merry way, and we lit up, and and I laughed. Yeah. After we smoked, I mean, I'll <laughs> never forget. We went to my friend's mother's house, and there she was like, "What's wrong with you guys?" And we just couldn't stop laughing at her. And I remember, I'll never forget. I had the munchies so bad, bro. This is when I really fell in love with weed at the time. <laughs> and and it's sick. It's funny that I don't. I well, I'm gonna give you a fact. Um, I remember making biscuits. With butter and cheese. You know, like those biscuits that you open up and the, the can pops, right. like the Pillsbury? Yeah, yeah. And they were fucking incredible. <laughs> and I had the munchies, and I laugh. Anyway, when I start to smoke, you know, uh, as I continue to smoke, I never, I, I didn't feel like the first time I smoked. But I did feel high, some things. Anyway, it's crazy. I started when I was 13. I stopped smoking when I was 18. And that was over 20 plus years ago. Yeah. And I smoked one or two, twice again, but I told you I get paranoid. Right. And uh, I know everyone says different strains, you know, react well, there's different, different strains. There's yeah. also CBD. There's different, yeah. I mean, there's options or you just, it's not for you. It's not for everybody. I mean, that's the thing. I'm not like, uh, you know, a preacher out, sure. out here make, saying everyone should smoke cannabis. My, my thing is there's a lot of people out there who it could help. And should be be doing it, and then you know it's not for everybody. I mean, if you're, if you if you're, you know, if it makes you paranoid, or if you you have um, schizophrenia or anything like that, like yeah, can, cannabis is not for you. You don't you don't want any type of mind altering anything. But uh, but for me, you know, 
it, 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 it's always been a friend and uh, sure. you know and in, in those days back then it was very frowned upon obviously and there certainly wasn't a lot of careers in it um, but I really I wanted to change the laws I wanted to make sure um, I felt like there was a lot of injustice as far as people going to jail people getting their um, you know scholarships taken away getting kicked out of school um, you know having their homes raided there's just so many bad things that happen to people just because they choose to use this healing flower right so it just seemed like such a big injustice to me i just wanted to change that and i also uh wanted people to grow their own because you get you just get a way better product that way um rather than you know relying on in those days obviously back then it was like you know you had your mexican and jamaican and you know arizona and cali or whatever and so then canadian became a thing and then uh you know now it's like homegrown is a great thing and but in those days when i first started smoking you know you had to pull the seeds out and the stems sure, and sure. all yeah, that me too. You know? yeah yeah so um yeah we were talking about chocolate tie before yeah, and all yeah. that so there there was you know um, and there's been this huge evolution in in the in the growing and the cultivation and the strains, and at the same time in the politics. Like you said, like things have changed so much. I I mean, w even when I started at High Times, like people used to say, like, why are you why do you why are you even fighting for legalization? Like the government will never let it happen. There's too much money, and you know the police and the prison guards and the this and that and the, the pharmaceutical companies and the oil companies and the but. You know, once the you know the word got out there, the internet and high times and cannabis cups and all the things that we do, um, you know, amplified that message. And the truth was known that hey, if you replace, you know, opiates or, you know, even nicotine or uh, alcohol or hard drugs of any kind, pharmaceuticals, in your life with cannabis, you will live a longer life and and a better life. And, uh, so that's, you know, and people just, you know, once that information got out there, people heard it and, and the more and more people that, you know, came along, times changed and now the laws changed. And those same people that used to say, uh, you know, if it'll ever be legal are now just asking me, when's it going to be totally legal? Yeah. You know? Could you believe where we are today? It's amazing. It's, did it's, you, did it's you, amazing. did you see this coming? I, it was a dream, you know, it was literally like just one day I felt, you know, I remember going to Amsterdam and being treated like a customer instead of a criminal, you know, just mm. buying off a menu and rolling it up a joint and smoking and just watching the bikes go by outside. And I just thought, you know, and we're talking about the nineties, like 95, 96 around that time. And, uh, you know, I just thought, why can't it be like this everywhere? What, you know, all people have to do is understand that we're a peaceful culture. We're, everybody you know we're all ages and races and and uh you know genders and all the different everybody smokes cannabis i mean from all walks of life and and all different places so um you know i just wanted I, I wanted that to change i wanted um freedom because there is just so much that people have to deal with you know we have post-traumatic stress from from you know the way you know the, the paranoia that we live with as cannabis consumers over the years is just, it's heavy, you know, it's, it's not, not a good thing. I, you know, and it, you're talking about peaceful people, nonviolent people who, who are then, you know, thrust into this you know, environment that could be much worse. Arrested. 
arrested, you know, like harassed, yeah. you know, just everything. Your relationship with your family could change because your parents yeah. disapprove and this and that. You're a lot and mostly life. it's because it's illegal, you know. It's just, yeah. it was all because it was illegal. And now that we're seeing it go legal and we're seeing it this way, the parents are coming around, the grandparents are coming around, people are using CBD and, and you know, it's all over. I mean, Florida now has flowers, you know, that you could buy. So once, you know, it, it's What does that mean? Meaning like, you know, their medical system has used to not allow um, for buds to be purchased. And now you can, you can buy buds there now, flowers, if you're in the medical system. And New York's going to go and Jersey's going to go and like, you know, we're, we're on our way. But there's a lot of things that still have to happen, like releasing all the nonviolent prisoners that are locked up for nonviolent, you know, sure. cannabis offenses. Uh, expunging the records of people who are convicted of these crimes that like can't get jobs and 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 can't vote or and things like that, uh, you know, changing the laws so we can grow our own. I think that's important, and also social use places mm. where we can get together and consume cannabis, like people uh, drink at a bar. Sure, you know, sure, that just kind like, of thing. Yeah, does does high times help with? Uh you know, like prisoners, you're saying, like getting getting out. Have they done any type of fines? Yeah, or we do like all that? kinds of. I mean, you know, our, uh, on our website, we have all kinds of information Which is about it's hightimes.com mm -hmm. uh, we have cannabiscup.com for the events and we have Hightimes TV which is kind of an alternative uh, to YouTube where people are getting kicked off of YouTube because because of weed because yeah. of weed and so and Instagram's doing the same thing yeah, yeah. I got, I've, I've been that, kicked yeah. off of Instagram my Instagram now is my second one because my first one got kicked off so you know it happens to everybody and it's just a shame because it's like you know it's legal, and some place, some of the people that are getting kicked off are business people that are involved in a legitimate industry, and you know we're talking about a billion dollar, multi billion dollar industry. You know, when you think about something like high times, right? I wonder, and and I wonder. This is a thought I have. You know how I want to use this scenario. You know how Blockbuster and Netflix, and what I mean by that is, I feel like Blockbuster didn't pay attention to where we were going to evolve. And they were worried about selling fucking popcorn and some DVDs, and then Netflix came and knocked their two feet out. And it's something they, like, we, Blockbuster could have been Netflix, you know what I mean? Like, evolve digitally, have a platform, and look at it, and look at the creation. Like, imagine, like, a Netflix production, like see how many they have of their original shows. Why couldn't it be a blockbuster production? That's pretty right. cool. It happened with IBM when yeah. Apple and Microsoft came around. You have to stay relevant, and that's like I said, we're doing that YouTube alternative, sure. High Times TV. Uh, we have the events, cannabis cups, uh, all over the, the U.S. and all over the world. I mean, it started in Amsterdam in the '80s, um, so you know uh, we've got that. We've got our all our social media is geared towards just. You know, educating people about about cannabis and about you know the just removing the stigma because there is that stigma that still remains um, for people who are cannabis consumers as opposed to you know people who are drinkers or people who yeah. you know choose a different you know thing to do. But uh, you know, the truth is, you do have to remain relevant, and I think that's why you know we have events. That's why we have. Sure. Um, what about you know, your all own kinds weed? of <laughs> well, I know they've got all kinds of like, like I'm in the editorial department. We have a business department that sells, all, you know, ads and and does all the, um, you know, that the, the deals like that. Um, 
and we're even you know going public uh, you know as really? we speak yeah they're they're working on stock for Danny Denko yeah of course you know forget that's, about it. you understand Benson <laughs> you know so yeah more THC an IPO, and um, for high times would be you know will be amazing because um, and people can invest in that now you know there's it's on our website hightimesinvestor.com um, and you know it. It's uh, you're getting in on the ground floor of a huge media empire for cannabis, in my opinion. But uh, you know, of course, that always comes with all those risks and everything. I don't, I, I, I you know, I'm not qualified to talk about, you know. Yeah, sure. IPOs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I write about growing. I just try to encourage people, you know, to know their strains and know what they're getting themselves into, and uh, you know, the connoisseurs, the medical patients the aficionados, you know, all that. Well, switching gears for a second. In weed, in the cannabis world, mm -hmm. who are some of the biggest in the game, man? I mean, wow. is Snoop one of the biggest uh, smokers? I mean, he's certainly very popular and, like, you know, he's in the business. He's got, you know, media and all kinds of investments and things. Uh, there's, I mean, there's so many people now. Tommy uh, Chong, still top Tommy of the game? Tommy Chong, of course. He's great. Yeah, he's amazing. Uh you know, everybody's getting into the business now. A lot of ex-athletes, you know, from all the different uh, professional leagues um, are, like, starting up their own brands. Al Harrington. Al Harrington, John Sally, yeah, yeah. Ton hockey Joe players. Joe Montana. Yeah, people from every walk of life because they realize, like, hey, there's, there's money to be made and there's... Uh, you know, it's you're talking about wellness and health. This is a healing flower. It actually helps people. Um, it's not some kind of like narcotic the way that some people look at it as like, you know, they look down on it. There's, sure. You know, you can abuse anything, right? I mean, you could abuse sugar. You can abuse food. You can Coffee. abuse anything. Yeah. And, and if you're abusing cannabis, you know, that could be an issue. But the truth is, you know, a cannabis overdose is a nap. So you're not, it's not going to kill you. It's, you know, and, and so as an alternative to something like, you know, opiates or, you know, all these pharmaceuticals that are out there for people, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a healing flower. It's like an herbal medicine. So that's kind of like the stigma is, has been because it's illegal. Um, there's this like, you know, there's this stigma and, and this way that people f look down on, on cannabis consumers, but we're everybody and we're just sure. like, you know, everyone else. And, you know, we're just, all, all we're asking for is like, you know, just to be kind of left alone. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's start shouting them out. So what's some of your favorite strains, man? <laughs> uh, well, I always start with strawberry cough because that's one that I just, you know, it's like a, a kind of, you know, I, it's one I've grown. It's one I've, you know, I really enjoy. Smoking. Can people buy that? Uh, I'm depending on where they live. Obviously, uh, you know they can buy it probably out in California, Colorado, uh, Massachusetts, Oregon, Washington, Canada, maybe wherever they have the cuttings. But um, you know, uh, God, there's so many. I mean, sour diesel, of course, is like a New York signature mm. strain. Um, the haze, you know, the piff from purple Utah. haze. All the hazes are amazing. The Chemdog family is is obviously one I. I I've been I've written about for a long time and really enjoy. Um, so that's like you know Snow Dog, Chem Dog, ninety Chem ninety one, um, OG Kush is OG you know, Kush. and all the different varieties of Kush. I mean, there's hundreds of those now. And then there's all the newer kind of like fruitier uh, lemon and and uh, you know a lot of varieties gelato and and who who, but who invented gelato like. 
Who uh, invented like cookies? Gelato, was think, it cookies? Yeah, yeah. Cookies is is that is Cookie Fam. Um, so it's all with you know, Burner and, and all of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, Burner. I don't think he's the breeder of it, but uh, it's it's that crew of of people. And I think Shabinsky was involved with the um, gelato, maybe. But you know, it's uh, the, you know, there's breeders out there that are creating these these uh, hybrids, um, crossing you know male and female strains and making new strains. Um, but it's more complicated than just you know taking a male and a female and, and combining them. You really have to. Uh, understand genetics and and um, grow out large populations and and do selections and you know there's a there's an art and a science to it um, beyond just you know somebody in the closet just adding two things to each other so um, but it's very interesting process and there's a lot of hybrids out there now mm. um, you know many more than were around when you and I were smoking as, sure. as youngsters. Dirt ass weed. <laughs> Whatever we could get. Yeah. You know? let me, let me now there's you... lab testing and they're they're testing for, you know, parts per million of pesticides or, you know, uh, powdery mildew and molds and all these things. So it's a good thing uh, that, you know, the medicine is becoming cleaner. What's the, for people listening who don't really know weed like that, What's the difference of sativa and indica? Because a lot of people now are going by, oh, is that, yo, what's up, it's sativa or it's indica? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, those, even those descriptions are kind of like uh, a little bit of a, um oversimplification of what's really going on because sure. there's so many things interacting with each other um, in all these different strains. So there are, but, you know, in general terms, um, sativas are, uh, they take a longer time to flower. They're a little more wispier. They're stretchier as plants. And then when you smoke them, they're more uplifting, more electric. Um, they can induce panic attacks sometimes, like you were talking about. Sometimes it, that paranoid feeling, um, heart racing kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Um, I then, literally feel my heart uh, uh, beating. Actually, I don't yeah, even know if that, I could explain this. That typically happens from sativas. Yeah. Uh, uh, as opposed to indicas, which are, you know, people joke around and say indi couch, right? Yeah, indi couch, like, yeah. Right. So that's the one that's more for people who are, you know, suffering from insomnia, have body pains and things and muscle pain and that type of thing, uh, spasms. Um, that calms you down. And that, for me too, it's like great for nighttime, um, for sleeping and that sort of thing. Um, so it's like sativas are kind of daytime weed and indicas are kind of nighttime weed. But again, these are oversimplifications and there's a lot of different interactions happening between uh, terpenes and flavonoids and... Mm, mm. and dropping, <laughs> a, dro- dropping a herb knowledge right now, Mr. Cannabinoids. Danko. Yeah, I mean, you asked me to explain it in simple terms. So in simple terms, it's like um, there's sativa... You know, there's no, not a lot of pure sativas or pure indicas out there because everything is mostly hybrids. But there's certain things that are dominant towards one side or the other. So sativas have thinner leaves when they grow. They stretch more. They flower for a longer period of time. And indicas have fatter leaves. Um, they have shorter flowering times. And they're more, like, short and stocky, right? They come from the Kush region, um, you know, from India and China and that region, um, whereas sativas come from uh, higher altitude, uh, uh, more equatorial. Mm. I'm sorry, more equatorial areas. Mm. Where did it so, you're right, nearer to the equator, um, and not so much like up in mountains. So that's why they end up shorter and stockier. They have less time to grow, mm. um, and the sativas have a longer time to grow because they're closer to the equator. Mm. Um, so, 
but everything's a hybrid these days. And now there's a lot of polyhybrids too, where it's just kind of the genetics get a little mixed up, and and so it's a little even more complicated when there's four or five parents going on in the same strain. Yeah. Now, for you've been at high time seventeen years, full time. Uh, yeah. Do, 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 is weed on the arm, or you still got to buy it? <laughs> you know, I like I said, it, it's pretty much free in these days because everywhere I go, you know, people want me to try this, their strain or this, you know, uh, it, it's rare for me to have to like, I guess, pay for it. <laughs> you know, you grandfathered your in <laughs> self into fucking weed. Yeah. As long as I can like travel and, or, you know, I, you know, can get to places where, you know, people have sure. stuff. You're good me. money. It's not too bad. Yeah, it works out good. The, the name of my podcast is Free Weed. That's so, right. Yeah. Um, my it's been around for a while. Is, yeah, the whole con. It's on hiatus for the moment, but uh, we do, we've done 104 episodes, I think. And um, the idea was basically just uh, if you grow your own, or if you you know have friends that grow and share you know different things and kind of barter, um, you can wind up basically you know smoking for free um or for pennies on the dollar basically you know i mean of course there's like a, a somewhat of a cost to it sure. but um it's certainly not what it costs in like a dispensary yeah you know do you like to uh there's a lot of people who uh, cook uh with weed you know or or infused right. like you like my friend hawaii mike you know hawaii mike uh, I don't know. he has chef for hire oh and, yeah yeah they no, do a I bunch of dinners yeah. Um, right. I, you know, I love what he does. Food. I just don't. I, I might go. I don't want to come and eat that because <laughs> I can't get high because I'll start fucking bugging out. <laughs> but I love what they do. But they have like his own honey. You know, they mm-hmm. cook with the with the the butter. So you eat and you you're high and you're eating. Do do, do you like that? Do you, do you yeah, I mean, I do like it. I've been doing it a lot more lately um, because there's just so many different options. I mean, when in the old days it was just brownies, pot brownies, sure. and that was it. And you never knew how strong anything was. Um, now. You know, you can infuse with the distillates and, and the different, you know, ways that they have of, of using um, concentrates and, and all the different uh, ways of infusing foods. You could pretty much infuse anything True. these days. Um, and so they have these seven, ten course meals that they do. And I've been to a few of those. Uh, Would you get really sure. high from it? Depending. I mean, yeah, sure. Depending on the strength of the product, you know, that they're using. Um, and I like it. Um but for me, you know, edibles are more of like a sleeping thing. Like, it's for me, it pr- pretty much knocks me sure. out. Like, it's I your end sleeping up having pill. a really good. It's night. your Tylenol PM. Right, right. It's just like <laughs> a sleeping pill. Um, but you know, the the actual sleeping pills that you can get as pharmaceutical sleeping pills, they can kill you. Cannabis cannot kill you. You know what I mean. So you'll sleep, but you'll wake up. You're guaranteed to wake up. Mm. You know what I mean. Mm. Whereas. If you take, you know, three or four Ambien's, you're not guaranteed to wake sure, up. Sure. So, I mean, you know, it's a it's a health or thing. Or coke too. or crack or whatever it heroin. Or yeah, whatever it might be. I mean, could overdose. Yeah, that's why, you know, the Dutch policy I love because they separate soft drugs and hard drugs. So, it's like two completely different categories. So, you know, cannabis, uh, psychedelics, mushroom, things like that. It's all in the soft drug category and then all the, those other things that can kill you um, are in the hard drug category and they're viewed very differently and I do think that that's a much more reasonable uh, policy that they have of like separating those two things because they are very different. Mm. Yeah, you cannabis know, is like 
you know, aspirin or, you know what I mean? Like yeah, sure, sure. even aspirin is actually more dangerous than cannabis, but it's, it's, it should be in the category of like, you know, herbal medicines, not like any kind of narcotic or drug. Before we go to break, I want, uh, what, what was the time where you found yourself like where you were fucking dead smack high? Do you remember like <laughs> the most high you oh ever were in God. your life? Do you remember wow. that moment? I mean, there's been a lot of those moments, to be What's honest. What's one that I've sticks out to you? I've really been pushing the limits. <laughs> He's um, like, I've been creatively <laughs> pushing the limits. I love that. Yeah, I mean, God, it's hard to really pick just one, but there's been, uh, you know, times that I've, like, I, I remember a Bonnaroo uh, down in Tennessee where I, you know, we smoked a lot and, and ate uh, some goo balls, which are like the hippie edibles that they sell on, uh, you know, Dead Tour and things like that. And I remember being really, really, really high, like barely stand up high. Um, but there's a lot of times I can think of like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, I definitely have like tried real hard to push <laughs> push the boundaries in many cases. And sometimes when you're judging a cannabis cup, um, that's probably the, the most high that I, I normally get. Because I don't, I smoke, you know, pretty tough. But like when you have to smoke you know, 40 or 50 strains in four or five days. And then you got to like also do math and like write about them. Well, how long does a cannabis comments. cup last? Usually a cannabis cup is a weekend, but if you're judging the cannabis cup, you're there for like the week before the, the event, you pick up your you know package, your kit, and you got to go through them. Basically people joke about it. Like, Oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. I'm like, Hey, it's work. Like you better not have anything else to do that week because you're basically just smoking nonstop for, you know, six <laughs> or seven days and you got to take notes. So it's not like just, you know, getting high. It's like smoking you know, mirrors, it's like man. getting high and, and taking a test and doing math and like, you know, trying to be coherent in your comments and and really trying to understand. Um, people say, how can you judge? You know, after you smoke three or four strains, how can you judge the fifth or the sixth one? Sure. Um, the way I do it is I, you know, smoke them all and I narrow it down to my, you know, top 20 and then my top 10 and then my top five and then, you know, my top three and I sort of narrow it down and the cream rises to the top. You eventually figure out what the best one is. How much um, do they give you from each one? It depends, you know, on the event, but usually it's, you know, two or three grams of each uh, entry. And uh, so, you know, you can go back and revisit it. So if something strikes you as really amazing, but you know, you're really high already, then that's the one you start the day the next day with and just, you know, revisit it and just make sure uh, it is what it, you Your thought it was. That shit sounds super trippy, man. It's fun. It's fun, but it's work. You yeah. know, it is work because like I said, I smoke, but you know, when, when, when you got to smoke that much, you really got to concentrate and, and, and put in the work. This may sound uh, different from somebody who doesn't smoke uh, really, you know, at all um, anymore. Do you when you, when I used to smoke, I got I was you know there was times I was tired, you mm -hmm. know, because I smoke and I'm all I'm tired. Do you ever feel like you you need sleep because you smoke so much? <laughs> like I don't mean yeah. regular sleep that you sleep like at night. Like I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens once in a while. Um, but, uh, you know, at the same time I do it a lot and I go, I do these events, 
you know, there's there's a cannabis event almost every weekend at this point, you know, between Cannabis Cups and all the other ones that are out there. And you go um, to all these? I don't go to all of them. I mean, I obviously, I, I do choose. all the high times ones and then I do, um, you know, some of the other more, you know, established events that are out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's sometimes you just need a nap. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. You know? And, Naps are uh, good. Naps are great. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Antonis, I don't want you to go take a nap right now, but what I want you to do is uh, if if you partake, roll one up, okay? Smoke <laughs> one for the high times guy, the one and only, my friend Danny Danko's in the building. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Cheer. Hey, what up? It's your boy, Bernie. You're now tuned into the Premium Peach Show. Yeah, where real conversations happen. Entrepreneurs pull up here and spit real game. Antonis, and we're back. Sitting here with Danny Danko. Okay. Man, let me tell you something. Every time, it's funny, and I was saying this in the beginning of the episode, but, you know, your episode back on combat, it's like, I think about, like, all the people we came across. Oh, yeah. And and it's really good to still, you know, interact and see you. During the break, we've seen A-King and Dallas from the Combat Jack show. And, and, And I think about the brotherhood that was formed, and I think about the relationships. Like, there are people that we've seen one time that we still feel like, man, good to see you. <laughs> Think about that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, even like, like, like LL, like he came on the Combat Jack show mm-hmm. and we kicked it, man. We had a great, great show. And I may have seen L maybe once after that, but like, he was so good to me in combat. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just a testament to just good people kicking it, man. Good you, vibes, you know. You have to understand, you guys made history. Like the 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 that show, some of the stories that were told by some of the you know the legends of hip hop, that's history. That's historical. It's uh, the these are stories that may may not have made it to you know an audio format. Sure. And you guys got those stories. I mean, I I I, rem- I was a listener for many many years, so. I mean, I I learned a lot about you know my like hip hop heroes from that show, sure. and uh, so you know even though to you like oh every week we have a different you know rap artist come and 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 talk and da 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 like pe- people you know like that show that was Sean Price and Combat like they're sure. both gone now but you can go back and listen to that show and learn something about Sean Price you may not have known sure. even if you were a listener Lives of his music yeah I mean like. Legends never die, you yeah. know? Amen. Energy never dies either. Yeah. You know, we spoke uh, before we started the show about print, magazines, mm-hmm. and high times, you said, what, 45? 45 years, yeah. Fuck. We started in 1974. Damn. Um, I wasn't there, obviously, at yeah. that time, but, um, you know, it started back in 1974, and things were very different, and, you know, print is very different now, too, but there, nothing. there's no substitute for being able to take that, you know, bud centerfold out and put it on the wall of your grow room or your smoke you know smoke out room or whatever um so we've managed to survive in print where it's you know it hasn't been quite so easy for for the other you know magazines for the last sure. you know, 10 years or so monthly it comes out monthly yeah it's a really? monthly really? magazine we do two best ofs a year as well and um, and they sell well yeah they sell well i mean they're out there they're, they're our calling card you know just just like um you know with the musician you know cds may not be the highest seller it might be you know but it, it's like a business card for for the show you know for their live show 
which they still can make money off of. So our live show is the Cannabis Cups and all the different events that we do. And the print magazine is like the calling card for that. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the thread that goes back 45 years because we weren't doing Cannabis Cups in 1974. You know, that didn't start until the 80s. And then in the U.S., it didn't start until 2010. So, um, you know, all the social media, all the website stuff, this is all newer things that have come around. But the, the magazine's been there forever. The magazine is the calling card, and it's, you know, it's the flagship of the enterprise. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, we have to expand. Like you said, we have to be relevant. So we can't just stay in the print mode. We have to do everything the tv station the you know whatever is next you know 5g and 3d printing and all the things that are out there and we have to i think also cover psychedelics and you know because there's a revolution going on with micro dosing and of of psilocybin and ayahuasca and all these things people are discovering um even with mdma for therapy for people who have suffered from stress or um, couples therapy all these different things um, all these amazing uses, even for psychedelics, which, you know, that's the next frontier, you know, is like, you know, anytime you make anything illegal, I don't care what it is, it's going to create, you know, a, a, a marketplace for that thing that's going to be, you know, uh, the underground marketplace that where, you know, bad things can happen, you know, that untaxed world of, of you know, things. And, and so... Uh, I do think ultimately that, you know, we're going to have to look into, you know, psychedelics and, and what role they play in wellness and healing. Sure. And it falls under the umbrella of high times because sure. you are high. Exactly. Yeah. And when it started in 1974, it wasn't just about marijuana. It was about all drugs. It was about, uh, you know, all types of different experiences you could have, you know, including non-drug experiences, all, you know, the runner's high and things like that. Like just any way to alter your experience and maybe look at life in a different way. And, you know, one of the things about cannabis that I think is, is, is one of the greatest things about it is it puts you in the moment. Everyone's always trying to find ways, whether it be meditation, religion, you know, all these different ways, like, well, self-help books. How do, how do I live in the moment? I, I'm too stressed out about the past. I'm too worried about the future. How can I just be here now? And cannabis is one of those things. It just puts you right back into that sense of childlike wonder that you had. It's an enhancement, you know, when you go to see a movie or you go to a museum or you go to the park and just take a walk. It's, it enhances that experience for some people, for many people. Um, again, it's not for everybody, but for the people who, who enjoy it, you know, it's, it's, it's like an enhancer for all those things, including, you know, you know, all, any experience, listening to music, uh, making love, you know, all these different things that, that it's an enhancement of. Um, and so, you know, and it's medicinal for all these other reasons. So, you know, I don't know. I, no, no, I'm preaching sure. to the choir, but no, it's, no, you know, you, it's, you're spinning facts. And I'm, that's a, why you're I'm here. a true believer. You know, you're I, a guru. I, I'm a true. It's my life's mission, really. Aside from like family and friends and, and everything else, it's been my life mission to just be a part of changing the laws, changing the uh, perception of this plant, you know, because it, it helped me. It's not even about, it's not about me. It's about the plant. So, uh, for me, I, I want the emphasis to be placed on, on the plant and on, you know, um, 
the healing powers of this amazing, wonderful gift from nature. You know, you, you think about it. You've been in. You've been a fan of hip hop uh, since a youngin, <laughs> and 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 you know, you came across so many different people. Uh, very early guests, obviously, on the Combat Jack Show, big hip hop podcast, and more. Who have you smoked with that has been some of your heroes? Like, you know, have you smoked with Snoop? Have you smoked uh, with... I've been, I've, I've, sm- I've been, yeah, I've smoked with Snoop. Um, I would say Redman is like, you yeah. know, the ultimate for me just because uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of him as an artist, but he's also just a great person. Like, he's just one of us. He's a stoner. Like, he, you know what I mean? Snoop too, you know, and plenty of other people um, that are in that world, but... Uh, um, Reggie Noble, you know, the funk doc, he's to me, he embodies, you know, the, the, the weed smoker, the cannabis enthusiast and, 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 you know, he's been offered tons of, you know, offers to like put his name on this or name on a strain, name on a thing. He wants to do it right. He's not trying, he's, he's a lifer, you know, he's a true believer, just like, uh, like I just said, I'm a true believer. He's a true believer, you know, Snoop too, Kid Cudi, you know, Reggie be, Noble, be real. Yeah, be real um, is uh, you know Cypress Hill, all the Cypress Hill. He dudes, has Doctor Green Thumb, right? All, yeah, all those guys. Uh, Burner, you know, obviously like Damian Marley. Um, I've gotten to smoke with so many, uh, even like old school hip hop guys like Busy B, and uh, you know, uh, just people from the 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 era that you know, because I'm 46, so mm. I go back. I started listening to hip hop with uh, you know Yo Bum Rush the Show True. and 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 even. Prior to that, I mean, Rockbox and, and uh, the first Run DMC record, that's got to be 84. So I was 12 at that time. So, um, you know, I can remember distinctly hearing hearing those first, you know, records and just being fascinated. I was a little Russian kid, you know, in America. And, like, the, the, the beats, the, the whole idea of it all was very intoxicating. And, um, you know, I was... You know, and then came you know eighty six, eighty seven. You know, like the 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 that era of you know cool G rap, and mm. you know that. Mm. I mean, it just was life changing to hear, you know, Big Daddy Kane and and people like that. You know, Beastie Boys. Uh, you know, all all those groups really like had a huge impact on me. And then of course I moved to New York in like ninety four, ninety five, and that was such a huge hip hip hop era as well. You know, that was like. Nas and Mob Deep and Wu Tang and you know that kind of the rebirth of of New York hip hop at that time kind of. Sure. So yeah, I mean, and so smoking with all those guys uh, has been just a dream, you know. Like uh, it's pretty amazing. If you told my like fifteen year old self that those things were going to happen, you know, he'd be freaking out. Yeah, like stop fucking. Lying. <laughs> There's no way you're going to like be blazing with like these people that like you know, are like your heroes, you know, musically at this time. But I was listening to punk rock at the sure. time too and hardcore music and all kinds of things. I, I still to this day listen to like I'll listen to the clash and then I'll listen to uh, dub reggae and sure. hip hop and all kind I mean just I'm all over the place when it comes to that. I I just think if 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 your uh if your message and your soul comes through in your music, I it then you know, it reaches me. Mm. It doesn't really matter the genre. Just you know the vibes. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, as as we continue to go down the journey of not only high times and not only weed and Danny Danko, and and being a young kid, 
you know, it's funny, you know, growing up in Russia. When did you come to you come to New York? I was three years old when my family brought me from uh, the Soviet Union. <laughs> it was Rus- It's Russia now, but it was the Soviet Union then. And Sounds uh, like Nikolai Volkov, I remember. <laughs> yeah, we came over and we were in Houston, Texas, too. So I was from four to 11 years old. I lived in Houston, Texas H-Town. as a little Russian kid, um, you know, and then moved to Boston from like, you know, 12 to 21. And I've been in New York City ever since. When I once I graduated from BU, uh, ninety five, I moved here, and I've been here ever since. What did the, your parents say when you got a job at High Times? Like, what did they think? Did they were they supportive of it? Were they judgmental? <laughs> Not at the time. I mean, back then, you know, they weren't super supportive of it. I think they were happy that I had any kind of job at all, to be honest, because um, you know I was kind of in the underground before that, and you know. Uh, you know, it was kind of vague about what it was that I was even doing or, or, you know, working on. So I think they were happy that I had something that was like quasi legitimate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but at the yeah. same time, they, they weren't happy with the subject matter and, and, and all that. I mean, they were taught in, in the Soviet Union that this was like heroin, you know, marijuana is yeah, yeah. terrible, you know, uh, terrible. And like, and not only that, but you can go to jail for 25 years. Sure. Um, for it. So th- not only were they afraid for my health. Probably your um, life. But my life, yeah. Yo, check this out. I'll tell you a story. My mother and father, same way. Um, Italians. Strict. Strict. Uh, you know, but but also, they don't want to admit it, but, you know, they were a little foolish because they were, they were, you know, they, they, they were Italian. They were, you know, they didn't know. I got caught with a uh, nickel bag of weed, and they were like, we think this is weed. And I was like, that's pencil shavings, mom. It's like, all right, well, take it back then. I was like, thank God. <laughs> and this is when I was young, but here goes the biggest story. That's I, funny. I was always hustling. And I'll never forget, I wanted to make some money. So I took, a, I, I, was de- I was dealing for one of my friends, and what I was doing was I was flipping the pounds for him. So I was getting them. I mean, at the time, it was decent weed, I think, like, uh, maybe I was getting them for, like, 21, and I was selling them for, like, 3,000. Mm-hmm. But I was getting 10 pounds at a time, you know, or maybe sometimes 35. You know, so I was making 1,500, 1,400, 1,300 on a pound. And so I had 10 pounds. I never forget. I went to him. I picked up 10 pounds in a black garbage bag. I came back to my house. I literally walked upstairs. My mother was in the kitchen, put it in my closet in a black garbage bag and, 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 and closed the closet and went back outside. Um, I called home to uh, 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 make sure that, uh, I forgot what it was. I told my parents, look, I'm not going to be making dinner because they were big on eating dinner. You got to be home. And uh, I hear my mother screaming, and my father gets on the phone. And he always never got on the phone like that. And he's like, <laughs> and, 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 and he's like, your mother wants to talk to you. And she's like, you brought weed in this house. It smells. I threw it in the garbage. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, let me explain something, something I didn't tell you. That was on consignment. Right. You understand? So now yeah. I'm on the whole 30,000. You know what I mean? Wow. And, 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 and uh, my father gets back after she was on the phone my father gets uh, uh, on the phone and he I heard him like walking out a door and my father was very strict stricter than my mother and he was like look I took the bag I put it in the shed come and get it in an hour or I'm getting rid of it I'm gonna throw it out right and get I it said, out of the house yeah I said dad thank you so much I jetted home and got it and then I left it at a friend's house but the thing is I told them and they try to be tough well you know we throw it out I, said, I, I try to explain to them 
the people I was dealing with. This is not no joke at the time. Yeah. So it's not like we're going to lose fucking twenty five, thirty thousand dollars worth of fucking weed. Of course. And and you know what I mean? So be careful for your son. <laughs> but but you know, they they were very judgmental. They were very um, you know, weed even to this day I tell my mother and I want to go back on to something you say. They look at weed like it's a problem, but you think about it, people who drink beat their fucking significant others. When do you see somebody who's all high is beating their right. significant other? Right. Yeah, you know, no. think I mean, about cannabis that. Cannabis is clearly the safer alternative to any of those other things, even sugar and, you know, caffeine. You know what I mean? Like, it's actually safer than those things. And those are like, you know, pretty ubiquitous. So, yeah, I mean, I had a story. My, my mom, to this day, she thinks, uh, you know, a dime bag is like a half a pound because she found a, a, a you know, a pound and a triple beam scale uh, in my room when I was a kid. And, you know, to her that, you know, I, I was like, yeah, it's just mine, you know. Um, and so per the a personal use amount to her is a much larger sure, amount sure. because in her perception, that's just, you know, everybody has just a pound of weed laying around. Did you ever smoke one mom? <laughs> Nowadays. That's I mean, crazy. Yeah, How did since that happen? then, I mean, you know, she's older. She's, you know. Uh, interested in you know the medical aspect she's always telling me it, it has no effect on me it doesn't do anything um, but her eyes are like you know shut and <laughs> I told her mom it's it's not heroin you know what do you expect you're high but it's not you know it's not some crazy thing that you're gonna like bug out about you know it's like you're you're high but that's it you're fine you know and uh and, and my, uh, she, she uses the topicals too because she's got a little arthritis in her hands and everything. So I bring her creams and things like that. And she swears by that as well. So, um, you know, she's come around a long way and now, she, and they live in Massachusetts. She lives in mass. So now that it's legal, she, they vote, he, they, uh, she voted for it to be legal up there and everything. And, uh, now she wants me to grow plants in the yard. Oh and my it, God. Yeah. Yeah. She's, what about pops? Uh, she's not, I wouldn't say she's a huge stoner, but, um, well, my dad died when I was a kid when we moved, when I moved from Houston. Rest in peace. And then I, yeah, no, yeah. Thank you. And then, uh, um, you know, my stepdad, same thing. He had, he uses the topicals for his arthritis and, you know, they've had their, their time. Look at you. Of, Look at you giving your parents a new age Bengay. <laughs> To this motherfucker. Right? You know, and uh, there's just so many uses for the plant. It's a pretty amazing, you know, whether it be the edibles, the topicals, tinctures, concentrates, flowers. Um, you know, we've learned so much uh, about this plant, and there's, there's still so much more to learn. People listening, uh, you know, you are obviously very talented, a professional <laughs> in this space on growing. Can we give them? Can we explain to somebody like a short story of growing some weed? Could we? Could, could we tell somebody who was listening? The yeah. internets that are listening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a book out that just came out. It's That's right, called, uh, Cannabis: A Beginner's Guide to Growing Marijuana, and uh, it's on Amazon and all those things. Pick that and so, up. Uh, but long story short, I mean, you plant the seed, you want to give it light. Uh, you know, as soon as it pops out of the ground. Then you have your vegetative stage, right? Your seedling is growing into a bush, but it's not starting to grow flowers yet. It's just growing uh, stems and leaves and branches, right? And eventually, uh, in nature, it starts to flower in the fall. Indoors, you, you cut the light cycle um, you know, from 18 hours or 20 hours of light per day to 12 hours of light per day, and you induce flowering. So you choose when to do that depending on the size of the plant and how big you want it to be at the end. Um, then you enter the flowering stage. It's typically around two months. So you got 
let's say two weeks or a month of the vegetative stage and then you got two months of flowering so basically in about three months you go from a seedling to a flowering plant that's ready to harvest um, you feed it different amounts along the way of plant food you give it different amounts of water depending on its needs and then you harvest when you harvest you cut the plant down you trim the leaves off you dry it you cure it you put it into jars and now you have your 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 cannabis so three months from like planting the seed to when you harvest and then you got maybe two three weeks of you know drying and then as long as you want to cure it for as well but basically that's the whole life cycle of the plant naturally outdoors what happens is it grows from you know in the spring when the you know the earth gets warm it sprouts up and then all summer long it grows in that f uh, vegetative stage and then you know right around you know august or whenever when the light starts diminishing is when it starts to flower and then by september october november you typically october november uh is when you harvest that's naturally outdoors but indoors you control it right so you're trying to recreate the outdoors indoors by changing the light cycle that's basically the long and short of it uh, but there's so much more to it than that as well there's lots of things you got to learn along the way dealing with pests control dealing with odor control dealing with uh, controlling the climate because humidity is important temperature is very important you don't want it be, to be too hot indoors when you're using lights they generate heat so you know there's a lot of things to consider but it's like a hobby like having a you know a fish tank sure, sure, sure. you know like a saltwater fish tank for instance you know that would be like the hydroponic grow sure. where you know and then Takes you know, work. growing in soil and hand watering would be like having just a regular fish tank so it's a hobby and you know it's something you can't go away for two weeks you know on vacation and just leave it sitting there so you know it does take some work but um again you're getting you know a quality product you know what strain it is you know what uh what went into it as far as plant foods pesticides things like that and um you know uh, if it's the thing that works for you, the right strain, the right, you know, terpene profile and all that. And it's also fun. You know, that's the other thing. It's actually quite enjoyable. And if you're a medical patient, creating your own medicine is like, you know, there's nothing better than that. You sure. know, you can go to CVS or the pharmacy and, and pick up a pill, but creating it yourself out of thin air, it's like modern day alchemy. When can you see everywhere? Legal to smoke weed and purchase weed. When do you everywhere think that's in America coming? or everywhere do you think in the it's world? Ever come, every, every, I guess everywhere in America. Everywhere in America, I could see in the, within the next five years. Mm. Maybe what about not New York. New York is coming. It's coming. I mean, we talk got the, about it. We got the governor on board. We got the mayor on board, and we got a you know democratic uh, you know uh, government for the time being, uh, which is different from how it used to be. Uh, you know, but there's a lot of powerful interests upstate that don't want it to be legal either so um you know prison guard unions for instance and you know all kinds of you know other interests as well so it's tough to pull off but we have a chance to do it right because we've seen the mistakes that have been made in some of the other states um where there hasn't been enough social equity and people the people who have been harmed by the war on marijuana should be the ones who benefit from the legalization of it. It shouldn't be a bunch of corporations run by old white men. It should be people from all walks of life 
and especially the people who've been disproportionately affected by the war on drugs. Um, and we have that opportunity. And as far as what the mayor and the governor are saying, you know, it could be lip service. Um, but if they if they walk the walk that they're talking, uh, we're going to see we're going to have a very interesting opportunity to, to do it right here, um, including expungement, including grow your own, including social use and including uh, ways for people who, like I said, have been affected by the drug war. Um, to benefit from the legalization. Mm. You know, with High Times having their, an office, has, has a, you know, has the cops ever came up there and bothered you guys or anything like that? For like, uh, You know, they've never really, I mean, obviously over the 45 years that we've been in existence, there's been some harassment. Um, but typically what they do is they go after our advertisers. You know, they try to take us out economically. Mm. So... Uh, you mentioned Tommy Chong earlier uh, when they did that whole, you know, operation, you know, pipe dream with him uh, serving the nine months that he did for having the glass bongs and everything. Um, you know, they did that to harass a certain segment of our advertisers who were selling, you know, what they deemed to be paraphernalia um, prior to that, you know. Uh, in the 80s, they had Operation Green Merchant when they went after all the hydroponic companies uh, and they went after a lot of our advertisers um, because they were connect, you know, the, and so the hydroponic industry changed after that and they became very, um, you know, uh, separated from, from cannabis. Even though their products were being used to grow it, um, they were very um, wary of uh, associating themselves with cannabis. Now that's changing as well over the years and now that it's becoming more legal that's changing but uh typically they go after us economically our yeah. advertisers yeah. um they don't i mean what are they going to do they're going to rate us and they're going to find what an yeah. eighth, an eighth, an eighth, an eighth a, yeah. a, vape a half ounce it's not like yeah we're not doing anything super crazy and we're protected by the first amendment like that's one of the most interesting things is like you met, we mentioned my book it's banned in new zealand australia the uk all these english-speaking countries where i could be selling it it's banned in because they don't have the first amendment protection uh for a right to free speech and they can't write about you know, I mean, it's funny that it's banned because it's just a book about flowers, you know, and the fact that they're afraid of a, a book about how to grow a flower is, you know, it's absurd to me. You know, it's Kafka-esque. It's really crazy. Uh, and it makes me very proud because it puts me on a list of some of the best authors and, and writers of our our whole existence as human beings. I mean, you know, Oscar Wilde and, and all, you know, everyone who's ever had their book banned and now my book is banned. It's it's it, it gives me great pride. You know, I'd rather that than even sell the book. You know, but it's also funny. It's absurd. You know, here's a book. My first book was uh, the High Times Field Guide to Marijuana Strains. It's just a description of the flowers, and yet it's banned. And to me, so it's funny and it's a point of pride. And it just shows you um, that if governments can be afraid of a book about flowers, then you know, we should make fun of them. Like that's just silly and stupid. Well, when they when they can make money on it, then they care about it. You know? Well, yeah, and that's all changing, obviously. And yeah. you know, um, but I do think it's important that uh, you know we keep our you know kind of culture alive and like the underground uh, people who have been part of this sure. whole thing get to be a part of it in the future day oneers yeah. listen danny man it was uh, great to have you on not only just to go over your journey but more importantly go over high times go over like different strains of weed 
in any internet listen, I want you to pick up the books that Danny mentioned. Again, mention some of the most recent books that you uh, did. Well, I did the High Times Field Guide to Marijuana Strains that came out in 2011. Um, and the most recent one is called Cannabis, A Beginner's Guide to Growing Marijuana. Uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Danny Danko HD. Uh, Twitter, Danny Danko. Facebook, Danny Danko. So Listen, and if you add a cannabis cup and you go up to him, roll one up. <laughs> and smoke with them, you know. Absolutely. Listen, I like. I, I, as soon as they start making laws, uh, more and more on the New York stuff, I want to have you back. Um, and I think you'd be great to even pair you up with somebody. You should come back as like a guest co-host. We're getting like a real stoner artist here or something like that. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring Styles P back. Like <laughs> yeah, well, it'd be an honor. Uh, like I said, it was amazing to be part of uh, the Combat Jack experience, and uh, now to be part of the Premium Pete show as well so yeah um, I'm, I'll, I'll come back anytime of course man listen internet make sure you follow Danny Danko make sure you support him head on over to hightimes.com check that out what they're doing over there just really a guru and 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 and, and a fucking uh, Don in the business <laughs> in, in the field in the space okay <laughs> my man Benson uh, this guy has fucking red eyes a fucking like uh, forget about it, okay? <laughs> he smoked everybody out. Internet, see you next episode. Danny Danko. Cheers. I hope you lit one up for that episode and, uh, you know, sparked it up. You got five on it? Come on, man. Some of that skunk, some of that cookies, some of that Sherbinskis. Who knows? But listen, Internet, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Danny Danko, the senior cultivation editor at High Times, an OG in the game, a real special episode. Now, I always say this at the end. Okay. If you work at a brand, if you are a brand, small or big, want to advertise on the Premium Pete Show, email me, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. Again, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. You got a question. You want to learn about producing. You want to learn about a podcast. I've been getting hit up by so many people, everybody, celebrities. Oh, yo, Pete, I want to start a podcast. Da, 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 da. Listen, you want, you want some info, you want to learn, you want me to produce, you want me to help you. I'm friends with a lot of networks. We could talk. Listen, internets, you want to learn about podcasting, but more so, I'm going to throw something even more on top. You got a question about parenting, entrepreneurship, anything, okay? Food world. If you're going through something, you're a fellow father, fellow mother, whatever it is, listen, okay? I always invite the opportunity. I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. Hit me up, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. Okay, let's get to talking or let's get to working, whatever it is, but let's chop it up. Internets, stay safe during this quarantine time, okay? Fuck the coronavirus, and um, peace and blessings to you and your family. See you next episode. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about the Premium Pete Show. Forget about it. Cheer.